Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, and welcome to the Tracy Sandler Show brought to you by FIVO. Happy bye week, 49ers fans. I think it came at a very good time for everybody. I am your host, Tracy Sandler, joined again by the incomparable. I'm going incomparable because I think you are incomparable. Matt Sims, co-host of the Sims Complete podcast and all-around good guy. Uh, Matt, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. And yes, uh, you know, happy Halloween, even though it's the day after. And uh, I just, I got to show love to Halloween. It's one of my favorite holidays. And I'm sure the 49er fan base has thought that it's been Halloween uh, playing tricks the past few weeks on them right now with how their team is playing. But I did have, and I'll just plug this right now, you guys, a really fun <laughs> Halloween costume video that doing very well on social media. You should check it out. Niners <laughs> Unplugged. Find out whatever it was going to be. Some of the costumes, some of the people talked about their favorite costumes as kids. And I have photos of them in the costumes, which are really adorable. So check that out. But you are yeah. right. I think... 49ers fans feel that things have been really tricky and not treaty since beating Dallas on October 18th. Things have just gone tremendously downhill so fast, too. Yeah. That's the thing that was amazing. I mean, it just went downhill so fast. This past Sunday, they get just really carved up. We're going to go a Halloween theme here. Carved up <laughs> by the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe yeah. Burrow. They were playing, obviously, Joe Burrow, a trio of pretty incredible receivers. But as you and I were talking about before we started, this was a Cincinnati team that we didn't quite know what to expect yet. Coming out of their bye showed they were really healthy. But Sunday was like a culmination of the two weeks before it. And Sunday was the worst that could be. So now they go into a bye week, made a big trade this week, make a trade for Chase Young, which should help the pass rush stay healthy. And I think it's a great trade. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of talent on this team and they're not executing. And so they could have the best at every single position everywhere. But if they're not going to execute, it doesn't really matter. It's just amazing just how much the season, how how volatile it is, how quickly our narrative and our thoughts on good football teams and where a team's strengths lie. Because early in the year, we were all we were raving about was that front seven of the San Francisco 49ers. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the best defensive lines, best linebacking core. Now, I think the linebacking core thing is still true to this day. Yes. The defensive line has absolutely played uh, below expectations. And, and that's really what's been disappointing because of the lack of ability to pressure the quarterback consistently the past few weeks, which has led to a few more explosive pass plays downfield. Mm-hmm. That was definitely more apparent against Cincinnati. Uh, Joe Burrow doing what Joe Burrow does. He did a great job of getting out of a handful of sacks in those situations. Great pocket movement. And with the ability of Joe Mixon, his ability to run the football efficiently when they did, I think averaging about five yards a carry during Mm -hmm. the game with Joe and his scrambling ability, that really was what I think went through the San Francisco defense kind of off and really had them on their heels the entire day. And the other thought that uh that I thought was really interesting was Jamar Chase was targeted 12 times and mm-hmm. he had 10 catches and anytime that you're targeting which everyone in the entire stadium knows the best receiver yes. on the field is for Cincinnati that's a problem for your defense so Steve Wilkes and them it's a bye week but they're not going to spend much time at home right now because they're going to be in that film room trying to figure out what is the best uh, course of action for this defense 
The last of the major pro sports leagues kicks off this week, and Bet Online is your top spot for all your NBA action this season. With MLB postseason, NFL, and college football, and NHL in full swing, Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. Get everything NBA at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access for every sport, anytime. Head to Bet Online today to get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. And of course, 49ers fans everywhere are, you know, on this fire Steve Wilkes train, which I don't think is going to happen. Please. It's not going to happen. And then the other thing, and this is just an aside, with all of these fire so and so, who else are you getting? Like, yeah, right, so, right. Fire Steve Wilkes. So who's gonna who's gonna be the defensive coordinator at this point? So I, I do think that is that is ridiculous. But there is certainly work to be done. I think Kyle Shanahan has had it with the defense. I've never seen yeah. him in, in my time covering him, which is the whole time he's been head coach of the Forty ers I have yet to see him be as publicly critical of his defensive coordinator as he's been. So. He certainly had it. He said they were going to talk this week about maybe Wilkes coming onto the sideline. I think I think that's an overcorrection. I, Tim Cobble called me on the other day. We talked about that. I think like unless it's something he really wants to do, I don't think that's that's not who he is. Like he can't fake the D'Amico Ryan's Robert Sala energy. It's just not who he is, and so I don't know that that makes much of a difference. But we are going to see some changes. Uh, let's talk about Chase Young a little bit. Yeah. Could he stay healthy? I mean, the issue there has never been talent. It's been health and such a tough thing in the NFL. It's one of my least favorite narratives because it's football and people get hurt. And this idea that someone can't stay healthy makes it like their fault. I don't, I I really don't like that narrative. That being said, he has been injury plagued. I'm going to say it that way. He has been (laughs) plagued throughout his career. So it was, it's a good trade because essentially it's a comp pick trade. And I think the 49ers kill the comp pick game like more than anybody. They do an in- incredible job with those picks. So it's not, it wasn't like what they gave up for Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. So it was a good trade. If he ends up being a rental and he's a- efficient, it helps them get to the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl. Great. If he stays and he's good and he stays healthy, great. But what does that do? Does it, in- do you think it just shoots some energy into the defensive line? Do you think he actually is going to be really good for them? Which, again, I think if he stays healthy, he will. What are your thoughts? That was quite the intro to that question, so I apologize. No, that's okay. Mm-hmm. And and you're right, because there there is a lot to digest with this move. It does show you that the facility and the team and organization is a little stressed about the state of their defensive line and Nick Bosa and his lack of production. The fact that Chase Young is being introduced to the 49ers team and he's already the sack leader is a concern. So they're trying to add a little bit more speed and versatility in obvious pass rush situations. And that is to clearly just keep up with the Joneses as far as the better quarterbacks in their league that they will see in playoff football. Um, the one thing that I, I kind of am a little concerned about too is just the fact that, you know, Javon Hargrave hasn't been as productive as maybe as they would like mm-hmm. and, and what they've seen from him. So, what is the answer to these things? Is it going to be, all right, now, Chase Young, we expect you to just keep the defensive line and the focus a little bit more balanced so there's not mm-hmm. so much attention to Nick Bosa? Or are we going to start to see a defense now start to use Chase Young, Fred Warner, and other guys like that uh, to now mix up 
the look to add pressure from other positions like the linebacker position from the from the safety position and be more creative with some of their zone blitz pressures on occasion because the four man five man or five down lineman rush that they've been doing just hasn't been getting it done currently at this moment and, and this is new territory for Kyle really new territory because I think he's someone that has really never had to focus or put too much attention on the defensive side of the football and how the team uh, is balanced or works cohesively that way while mm-hmm. in game. And this is something that now is taking a little ownership as far as the way that he's managing his football team offensively. There has absolutely been too much pressure on Brock Purdy to kind of be a one-man show the past few weeks. Mm-hmm. And that's a little bit of a concern to me too because Brock, all the things that he does great, the rhythm passing game, anticipating throwing into open spaces. Uh, you're going to start to play defenses that are a little bit more aggressive. And let's let, let's let's not forget that either. Jim right. Schwartz, Brian Flores, uh, and then Lou Anarumo, who are two of the, I mean, three of the the better defensive coordinators in, in the NFL. So they've been through a gauntlet. The problem is now is that you have Caldwell and the Jacksonville Jaguars coming up soon. Yes, who's Very talented defense. Josh Allen, one of the top pass rushers in the league right now with, I think, eight and a half or nine sacks on the year. And then you have Philly, you know, down the line. So this next four game gauntlet is going to be very important for San Francisco to kind of uh, find their identity again, establish the run game, be more patient in the run game, take some pressure off of Brock Purdy a little bit. Well, I'm glad you brought up Brock Purdy because I think what is what happens is a trickle down effect. And so you have... Now, Brock Purdy, both, there's been the four interceptions. And I think, I look at the, this is going to, I hope this doesn't sound convoluted. The first (laughs) interception in each of the last two games, to me, are the worst interceptions, if that makes sense. At the end of the, the one with 34 seconds left in the Vikings game, they were behind. He was trying to, I'm not saying it was good, but the first one was worse. Whether or not he was concussed before, we don't know. We are not doctors, but that that potentially you know could be an issue. The yeah. one the other day where it was supposed to either be a shovel pass to Kittle or a handoff to Elijah Mitchell, and he tries to force it, but that's what happens. So if the defense isn't playing well, and so now you feel like you have to make up for it, this is the stuff that happens. And Brock Purdy's still a really young quarterback. I I have no less confidence in Brock Purdy than I had three weeks ago. But he's still a young quarterback and he's going to make those mistakes and he's learning through those mistakes. But it does become this trickle down effect. Uh, and they haven't also have not been able to run the ball super effectively because they're going to yes. be penalties. And so it's first and 20 and second and 15. And then they can't run the ball and they become a one dimensional offense. So these are all trickle down effects that it, it it's a lot of things to fix. In five <laughs> weeks. And now they go into Jacksonville against a tough team and they have to win that game. I mean, they have to, uh, you know, it, it, <laughs> it would do them a lot of good if they <laughs> won that good. game. That's for sure. And it, it would make the the path a little bit, maybe more attainable as far as being a Super Bowl contending football team right now. And, and that's really what we're debating right now. Right. Are we debating San Francisco is a good football team. Any team that plays them for the rest of the year is going to have their hands full with all the players that they have. The issue is, though, is that you have this quote unquote window that we say in this world, in this Mm -hmm. media world. And what happens if the team falls short of that Super Bowl window? 
you know, Mm -hmm. what is the next steps for this football team? And, And that's what I find very curious. I think you make a great point. The run game absolutely has to be like priority number one for Kyle Shannon on his to-do list for these next two weeks. Mm -hmm. It has to alleviate the pressure from Brock Purdy, the demands of the passing game and allow them to establish dominance at the run at the line of scrimmage again, which also will help their defense too. Yes. The other aspect that it really has to do is really just protecting Brock at this point. Mm -hmm. I think Brock has been asked to throw a little bit more than we've seen regularly of him and you know, San Francisco and Kyle in their history has not been a team that's known to just, yeah, we're just going to drop back and throw it 40 times a game to get the win, you know? So that's where uh, the identity kind of has to be reestablished again with this football team. Um, you know, Brandon Ayuk has played extremely well. George Kittle is finding his way too, which I knew would happen, especially with what had taken place in the prior weeks. Um, but can we be more established in the run game without relying on Christian McCaffrey? That's that's the real question I have because you can already see that the wear and tear in the football season has kind of taken its toll on that young man already. And it's going to be tough because the hope for San Francisco is that Trent Williams is back at practice when they get back on Monday. Huge so piece. Have, which would be a huge piece. But then you also have Aaron Bank, who is now yes. out for a few weeks with turf toe. And the thing with turf toe, he could be fine. Right. Like you just, yeah. that's the thing with Turf You just, you just don't know. So now it becomes protecting Brock and the run and establishing the run game. Right. Gets even more and more difficult, which is also why they're going to need that defense to do its job. They're in a, you, you said the word identity. And I think that's kind of a good word for it. This team, it's interesting. The last few years, of course, they started three and four and three and five. And there was such an emphasis on starting strong and starting out fast because they knew how important home field advantage was and the first round bias. That probably is gone now. But they have lost three games. Philly's lost one. I I mean, it just, let's assume the 49ers are probably not going to go. They might. They've done it before. But but it's not trending in the right direction. It's not trending in the right direction. So they started out fast and now they've really fallen off. And so now it is finding that identity. Yeah. Who are they if they're not this dominating team winning by 20, 30 points every week? Who are they? Because they aren't the team that could pull out these these tough games. In some ways, yeah. as bad as they looked on Sunday, the other two losses to me are worse because those are teams, they absolutely should have won. They came against a team coming out of a bye, a healthy quarterback, top receiver in the league. Like that, that was that was going to be a tough game if Cincinnati was back to Cincinnati form, and they were. But right. those other two games are more concerning. Those are the games that Fred Warner called the grimy games and the ones they have to win and where they need the mental toughness. And so it's interesting with this bye week. In some ways, I think it came at a great time. In some ways, I think it did not. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, but you're, you're, you're so right, though. You're so right. And, and that's where it just... The missing the field goal, you know, in, in Cleveland, mm-hmm. we're thinking totally different about this three game skid, but that is football. And that's how the ball bounces occasionally. You know, it's not always going to be in your favor. And, and a lot of people would say that the ball has bounced in the favor of San Francisco, uh, it, a lot of times the past few yeah. years. So there's some adversity for Brock now too. We've realized that he is a human being. He is capable of making mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a great story. He is still more than capable of being a really, really good quarterback in this league. But there absolutely has to be a little bit more help to him in that regard. And let's also keep in mind for the fan base, 
This is new for Kyle in a lot of ways too, because Mm -hmm. that nucleus of coaches that he's had around him for what seemed like the betterment of his entire career. And and I'm going just, you know, Mike McDaniel, Mm -hmm. uh, second year now without that person being there in that think tank with him. Mm -hmm. That's a big loss. That's important. So not having someone to really, uh, you know, have the same frequency as you, as the way that you see the game and being creative and finding new ways to get your playmakers the football, which you've seen Miami does not have an issue with each and every week. We see that issue right now with San Francisco as far as just the creativity the past few weeks hasn't quite been the same as what we've been so used to. And the missed field goal was bad. And I'm not saying, I don't think they've dwelled on it. It hasn't felt like they dwelled on it. Right. It happened. And they got to move on. Like this, this seems to be the thing that's really the issue. They can't get, they can't seem to get over things. And I, I I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying that, like, I'm not psychoanalyzing them, but, but they can't, like something happens early in the game and they can't, but even in Minneapolis, as bad as that call was at the end of the first half, right. and it's all as, as bad as that was when, you know, Traverius Ward looked like he had a second reception and turned into a Minneapolis touchdown. It was bad, but you got to get over it. And that seems to be where they're struggling. That's where in yeah. the past, I think last year when we saw them go on their run and get to the NFC Championship game, and even the year before, that seems to be a little bit of a different piece. But And it's so true. And we, we do it all the time in our own lives, with our own families, our own mm-hmm. issues, that microcosm. Those things are true in the macrocosm of football. You know, to say that this team isn't thinking about last year and how they, you know, had their quarterback injured and came mm-hmm. up short, you know, they would absolutely be lying to you. Of course, sure. they're thinking about it. Of course, Dak Prescott still thinks about San Francisco. It's inevitable absolutely. and it's an impossible thing. That's why there's so many therapists in our country. <laughs> so um, it's just one of those things that, you know, hey, watch some Frozen this weekend. Let it go. Move forward. Stop getting <laughs> caught up in all that stuff. It doesn't matter. You know, the cool thing is for San Francisco, you're not the team that you were a year ago. And that's exciting because you can find new ways and and highlight new players and new schemes and ideas to be creative and have fun and win games in a different way and and make the journey that much more exciting. But you're right. Like there, there definitely seems to be a little bit of a, of a grudge. It seems like for certain situations. Mm-hmm. Yes, Steve Wilkes, bad play call against Minnesota. Totally agree. Don't know why you're taking that risk. At the same time, though, you had a pick. So, yeah, right. you know, it, damned if you do, damned it. I don't know. Just I mean, that's uh, funny because with that one, too, it's like the misfit. Yeah. If Jordan Addison doesn't grab that ball, we're also right. having a completely different conversation. But that's the NFL. So that's the NFL. Need, there needs to be a mental... and. Fred Warner had said this after the Minnesota game. He wanted to see the mental toughness go up. And I don't right. know if that was an emotional response. I don't know if that, you know, if that was just like he was upset in the moment. But I think that's the stuff that's going to be the difference between the good teams and the great teams. And this is what's great, too, because when Dallas got spanked by your team, the San Francisco 49ers, mm-hmm. it was kind of like that. Whoa. All right. Like we are not anywhere near what we thought we were. And since then, Dallas has really galvanized as far as who they are as a football team. So this is that same moment now for the San Francisco 49ers that we thought really they were, you know, just immortal to. We thought that they were above these things. 
Unfortunately, it's hitting them mid-season. The bye is at a perfect time for them. Get healthy, take care of your players that are a little banged up, especially Christian McCaffrey. And one thing to kind of just, uh, I want everyone to watch when, when they're watching the game a little bit, especially with Christian McCaffrey in the game in certain passing situations. This is where like we could do film stuff, you and me, Tracy. We do awesome. Oh, is, fun. <laughs> like certain plays, I know that they're trying to occupy defenders by running people into zones. Mm-hmm. These good defense quarters that they're going up against are saying, don't worry about this guy running into your zone. Just let him go and then go to this playmaker here because that's where they're really trying to go with the football. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of plays like that, especially to Christian, where it's like, yep, they're not going to throw the shallow cross to the third tight end. They're going to throw it over here to Christian. This is just a bait for you. And these good defensive coordinators are not falling for it. Their players are all over it. And guys like Logan Wilson, who's one of the best pass defenders at Mm -hmm. the linebacker position in the NFL, did a really good job of that the entire uh, 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 game last week, which made some of their passing a little bit more difficult. And and I still think Brock kind of got his bell rung at the end there too. So I was a little concerned with that. And uh, not sure who the spotter was on that one. But uh, yeah, got to check into that one for sure. Yeah, and Kyle Shanahan said he was fine, but he wasn't checked. But that one, yeah. looked, that looked, and you saw him do this. You know, was, double hands to the head. You know, yeah. I'm not a doctor, but yeah, it's not his back. No, it's not. So that yeah. <laughs> that was definitely that was definitely something. So all right, you convinced me. The bye week really is at the perfect time. So, they need it. Need it. Is it needed? Hit the reset. Bye week? Yeah. <laughs> needed bye week. All right. Well, you guys watch football this weekend and enjoy it. Because it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, I guess that's not true because the other teams that are competition are playing. But whatever. If watch football this weekend, enjoy You're it. Right. Go to a farmer's market on Sunday. I don't know. Do something. Watch There's Tracy's a- Wolverines. You know, Watch my Wolverines on Saturday. Watch them steal signs and just break every oh, damn no, law. The young, the young man went rogue. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Still sticking to the narrative. I appreciate it. Young man it. went rogue. Young man went rogue. Yeah. Tracy will- works for the CIA. I appreciate it. <laughs> I am going to stick with the idea that nothing says rogue like a 600-page manifesto until <laughs> yeah. like the day I die. That will be on my tombstone. Nothing says rogue like a 600-page manifesto. Uh, Matt, tell everybody where they can find you. Uh, so Sims Complete on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, yeah, and then Sims Complete podcast brought to you by Believe with my father, Big Phil, talking all things football, quarterbacks, of course, is always a, a discussion point. But uh, you can always hear father and son banter on, uh, you know, who thinks they they think they know more about the game of football, which is clearly him. But I just like uh, busting his chops about it. <laughs> well, that's fun. And it's a great podcast, you guys. So make sure to listen. Thank you. Uh, we will have you back next week. We can do a little little what we may have missed with the Jaguars going in to their second half of the season. And with that, you guys were brought to you by FIVO. We're brought to you by Bet Online, And I'll talk to you next time. Bye all. Toodles. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.